The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Oh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Kevin here, joined by Pops and Uncle Tony. What's going on, y'all? Uh, hey, what's going on? We are, are we in week eight? Week yeah, eight, eight of the NFL eight. season. So we're about half, I guess, halfway-ish there. I mean, most teams yeah. have played seven eight to six. Eight plus eight is yeah. 16. There's 17 games. Played, yeah, I guess we're close. Six or seven. Okay, okay, math whiz. Here we go. Um... <laughs> Speaking of the schedule, uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get this out b- before we get going into some of the games from last week and looking ahead to this week. I'm annoyed with the NFL because this week in week eight, no teams. I believe there's zero teams on a bye, which is great. That's fantastic. Why was there six teams on a bye last week? Why can't we split that up and go, you know, two and two or four and two? Why do we have to have six? Teams? And of course, I'm griping a little bit. Because of fantasy football, and I, it didn't, you know, me and me and pops here own a team together. It didn't really affect us too bad this week. But I'll look around the fantasy football landscape, and people are starting, God knows who, because everyone's on a bye week or injured. And it's because the NFL. I don't know what we're doing. And then on top of that, I understand, you know, the Jets kind of getting a lot of primetime games because they thought it'd be Aaron Rodgers, the Jets. That they, a lot of teams, a lot of people had them as Super Bowl contenders. Why are the Raiders once again on primetime this week? The Ra- before the year, we knew what the Raiders were there. What, what do we call Josh McDaniels, Tony? Just a no-good coach, or I don't know He's if we a, had a nickname for him. Well, we call him a quarterback killer. <laughs> I just – I understand the Jets and, like, even the Sunday night game, the Bears and Chargers, that kind of looks like a snoozer this week. But I could maybe understand before the season, you got Justin Fields could be exciting – Trevor or uh, Trevor, um, Justin Herbert. Like, there's, I could see that there's a chance that could have been a fun game, but the Raiders. I don't know. This is the third primetime game I think they've had this year, and I just don't get it. But so I just had a gripe with the schedule, the NFL schedule. I think makers. it's fair what you're saying. I don't disagree. Well, okay. So when they set those, a good friend of mine who sells air for a living once told me that you know <laughs> he's got a lot of the, air. I can tell you that. <laughs> the reason you see that is because of share. And so the Raiders have a lot of market share. And so you're going to see them on TV a lot. It's like the, you know, the Cowboys. When the Cowboys are bad, they're still on because they get a lot of market share. And so um, I think that's where the NFL goes when they set those primetime games. That and great, you know, revenge things and stuff like that. They try to sell, but it's it's market share. So the Raiders, Raiders have that. I do um, just for for LJ because I'm uh, he's not here and I know he's still going to edit this. So I wanted to hear this part since I brought up McDaniel's. 
Josh McDaniels did pull another Josh McDaniels special this past week. The Raiders were down 21 to three, and he went for it on fourth and four from the nine yard line. The Raiders got it. Okay, we're being aggressive. Then a few plays later, fourth and goal from the sixth, and they decided to kick a field goal there. So I just, Josh McDaniels still, I just don't think, I, I, I'm with LJ. If you're going to, for a Broncos fan or Chiefs fan for that matter, you should root for Josh McDaniels to be there as long as possible. Hopefully they just <laughs> yeah. re up him for a decade. Okay, so you just keep him hanging around. I don't disagree with you, right? Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. Um, but you said something. It was fourth and four at the nine, and it was fourth and goal from the six. Mm hmm. And here's – I don't know how Al Michaels did this, but apparently he has found the the playbook, the, an, the analytic playbook that everybody's using. And so they and so now it's spread out. You'll hear these announcers start going, well, according to the analytics, it's three yards or less you go, or four yards or less you go for it in this situation. There's a, there's a, there's basically a calculator out there that, like, says from this yard yeah. line, this down and distance, your pr- chance to win percentage – is equal so, or whatever, so you know. Even though both of those fourth downs were ten yard line, fourth and four at the nine statistically had a chance to get it than fourth and goal at the six because he had longer to get it. That's why he did it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. That. Maybe a little, but it's Josh McDaniels. I just but, think he's. But, a, but he's then a again, it's Josh McDaniels. He he's sucks. just a That's why ball. he did it. Okay, let's get into some of the weeks or some of the games from this past week, and I want to start off with a little a little game of. Is it a better win or a worse loss? And we're just going to run through some games and you kind of, and as we do it, we'll kind of dive into our thoughts on one of the, one or two of the, the teams from that game. So we don't need to just go quick one word response, but let's start with Sunday night football this past week. We had the Eagles beating the Dolphins 31 to 17. Pops, is that a better win for Philadelphia? Or kind of a more alarming slash worse loss for Miami in your eyes? I thought it was a better win for Philadelphia. I thought Philadelphia uh, really showed what they had. They slowed down that amazing offense of the Dolphins. And I mean, Philly's got a great Because really they only scored 10 points because seven of those were a pick six the yeah. defense got. So, so I, I think I mean, they really maybe showed the diagram of how to slow those guys down a little bit. Uh, and then I was just looking through. I mean, so, so Philly's got uh, A.J. – AJ Brown is he's he just joined something, but for having five straight games with 125 yards and a touchdown, I think he joined Jerry Rice and someone else who's like Megatron. I think Calvin was Calvin Johnson, yeah, yeah. So I mean, in those in that era, for doing that five straight games, it's one of those like maybe we should start throwing AJ Brown in that top three. He is category uh, receiver because he's really very mannish uh, wide receiver. But then, and so then they got Devontae Smith, Dallas Godert, Deandre Swift has really shown out. I mean, I thought he always had the talent at Detroit, but for whatever reason, it didn't seem to come out. He's running the ball pretty good. And then they got that defense. So I I think that was a better win for, for Philly. uh, Really? So, all right, Tony, what do you, because, if you start looking at Miami's wins and losses, you you could poke an argument to say, have they actually beaten anybody? Like, they beat the shit out of the bad teams. They, they'll hang 70 on a Denver. Sorry, LJ. But they'll beat the bad teams pretty good. But the Bills kind of took them to the woodshed, and the Eagles took them to the woodshed. But where do you stand, Tony? Is that a better win or worse loss from Sunday night's game? It's a better win for Philly. That was at Philly. And yeah. so if they'd have lost, that would have been Philly a, coming off a loss to the Jets. That'd have been a bad loss, but that's a better win. A big win. It was almost. Win. Do you yeah. big? Do you kind of is that a little bit? If you're the Dolphins, it, I don't want to just chalk it up to a schedule loss, but 
Philly's coming back home after a disappointing game against the Jets. You just know they're going to be ready to rock and roll. And they they played as about a good a game. And that, that's why I think I agree with you mostly. Part of me kind of wants to say I'm not sure on the Dolphins. But I really, and Pops I think was hitting on this, Philly can just beat you. They, they have a lot of different ways to beat you. They can. Jalen Hurts throwing to, like Pops just said, all those great receivers. They can slow it down and have one of those 19-play drives where Swift is just gashing you, that offensive line's dominating. Or they can make it ugly and let that front seven just really dominate the game defensively. And I, I think the fact that they can win all the – like the Dolphins can win one way, and that is just running, gunning, scoring a lot of points, probably getting some turnovers. I feel like Philly can kind of – however the game is going, they've shown we can do that too. So that I think that's, Tony, where I agree with you. I think both of y'all better win than a worse loss. Yeah, it- and Livett said it, Philly can run a football. Now, they're one of the top rushing teams in the league. And obviously, if you <laughs> – the best way to beat a, a great offense is not give them the football. Keep them on the bench. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, uh, and they could – we talked uh, earlier this season about the, they ended a game on a nine-minute drive. That's ridiculous. And so, uh, they could definitely run the football. So, I, I think Philly's looking good. Um, all right, let's go – same question here. Better win or worse loss? Tony, I'll go to you. Ravens beating the Lions 38-6. to Kind of drubbing the Lions, who we all were ready to talk about being frisky and being one of the better NFC teams. What do you think? Again, I'm going to say better win. I think Baltimore's defense is establishing themselves, and so it's a better win. I think Detroit was a, kind of got smashed and you know, hit in the face, and they didn't – which is surprising for Dan Campbell that is they didn't, they didn't respond – but a Baltimore's defense again at home uh, was a it, that was a that was a bigger win than a loss. Uh, it, they just the defense just came to play, and right now Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level the last three ball games. So, pops, I go to you because I think it was a few weeks ago, and they had a hiccup against the Steelers. I think right after we had kind of mm-hmm. really talked big about the Ravens, but that Lamar does look like he's playing at that 2019 MVP Lamar level, and. I don't know if any of the receivers are awesome. Zay Flowers is pretty good, but in Bateman and Odell Beckham haven't just looked awesome. No. But they're decent. And then you still got Mark Andrews and Lamar playing like he did. I, I don't. I, I think I go with Tony there on better win just because that didn't look like anybody was beaten. If Lamar plays like he did this past Sunday, I think you just got to throw your hands up. I don't know how to stop that guy. I, I think, you know, you, you said something about Detroit being one of the better teams in the NFC and – I think they are. I just unfortunately think there's more better teams in the AFC. Now, the best team, all that St. Francisco lost to, I still think they're up there for discussion in Philly, certainly, uh, in the NFC. But otherwise, I just don't think Detroit uh, – I think it was a better win is what I'm getting to. Baltimore looked really good. Lamar Jackson, as you said, Tony, playing on an, uh, an MVP level. Uh, he is the offense there uh, pretty much, and, and their defense, I didn't see the stats, but it sounds like they did show up. I mean, they showed up against a pretty good offense. So I, it, it's close because I think Detroit laid an egg. I wish they had made a little better showing, uh, but still I would say a better win with Baltimore. You know, um, I did also see this. I think Baltimore, went, since Lamar Jackson's been the starting quarterback, they're either 15-1 and one or 16-0 and 0 against NFC teams. And I kind of think there's something to – if you haven't played Lamar Jackson, it's very, very hard to prepare for him unless you've actually seen it live because you just can't emulate what he does in practice because you could go put a receiver at quarterback and let him run around like that, but they, 
Lamar can throw like a lot of these really good quarterbacks, and he can also just when he decides to turn Jets on, he's a four four, maybe four three speed. So it's tough to stop that guy when things are looking right, and they looked right this past week. I, yeah. Well, if the I, Ravens are up, go ahead, Tone. Uh, that defense had five sacks. Baltimore mm-hmm. had five sacks on Detroit, so that's pretty. That's pretty good. And Detroit's one of the better offensive yeah. lines in football. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of Dan yeah. Campbell's thing is he's built yeah. in it from the line. And that's what I thought Baltimore showed you. Yeah. Similar, well, I still don't trust them on the run game. Supposedly the rumors are swirling right now. And as we record this, there could be a trade at some point. The big name I think on the market is it sounds like Tennessee is sellers, are sellers. And could Derrick Henry be on the move? Supposedly the Rams have made a call. The Ravens have made a call. Rumors are there with the Cowboys. I don't know if they've actually called, but you put Derrick Henry on that Baltimore team, and all of a sudden, it's a little scary. That gets that gets scary fast because that's yeah, the only thing they're lacking. Gus Edwards was better, but the run game still wasn't fantastic, and that's the only thing they're lacking is their run game is a little iffy. But as we've talked about, I think earlier this year, and it seems like the last two years, that running back room cannot stay healthy to save their life in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Well, I know I rarely have ever said anything like this, but uh, that coach that Baltimore has, pretty damn good coach. <laughs> yeah. By the way, well, I've never you know, heard at you least say he, that. never heard me he's say that. Never heard you say that. There's a, a Harbaugh in the news recently, and it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, and, not, uh, but they'd probably rather us talk about. That's why it's the other. They'd probably Harbaugh. rather us talk about John. Let's talk about John Harbaugh because that, that man can coach some football. Yeah. One thing he can do, he can coach. He can be my coach anytime. Um, I like him. So, Tony, real quick on the lines, are you worried? You're not worried. I, they're fine. No, I. Liv said it. They're a good team in the NFC. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. I, they've still got a ways to go. They're still just a little bit young, and. uh uh Dude, I tell you what though, um, Jameer Gibbs is good. <laughs> he needs. God. He needs. Well, they to have finally the give him the touches. More. <laughs> as, as someone who might have a David Montgomery stock, I don't want to see that. But like it was like watching that game, and I know you have a little Jameer Gibbs in, in in your in your hands there, but he looks like the guy we thought he was. They give him the ball, you're like, oh, that guy's really explosive, and yeah. he can run between tackles, and he can catch. Like he's just really good at football. Yeah, I was truly skeptical, but after spending. A, a, a lot of time watching him Sunday. Woo! He can, he can play I, football. I think you draw that up as just we just got our ass beat. Oh, I mean, they, it was tw- it, yep. middle oh, of the so middle good. of the second quarter. Yeah. They were so it was it was twenty eight to zero, and now Detroit's completely thrown out yeah. the game plan. And now you're you know it's just it's tough to win that one. Yeah. And golf does kind of play bad on the outside. He's not the best outdoor quarterback, and I think. Down the stretch, he plays a lot of indoor games, and obviously Detroit's indoor. So where they play I think the, the Giants, the Lions will be just is fine. The Packers is that at Green Bay or is it at, at Green Bay? Detroit? We can is that Green Bay. No, Minnesota. Yeah. Plays uh, no, Green they, Bay they don't next. play. They, oh, is it Minnesota and Green Bay? I thought yeah. it was, uh, Lions got the Raiders on on Monday night yeah. at Detroit. Oh, okay. So okay. they're eight point favorites against yeah. the Raiders on Monday yeah. night. They'll okay. probably. I bet they take care of business in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go on. Same question here. Better win or worse loss, the Patriots beating the Bills 29-25. Pops. Bad loss. That was a bad loss for the Bills. I mean, you know, I, the Patriots are – there's just no way around. The Patriots look like the worst team in the league the last several weeks. Uh, and they didn't look they had, that The Patriots had a span but, there not that long ago where they lost back-to-back games that combined like 83-3 yeah. or 70-3 to or something like that. Say what you – that's just not a good team. No. And the so, Bills – 
want to see themselves as one of, if not the best teams in the NFL. So, yeah, that one's bad loss, I think, for the Bills. That's what I chalked that up. Tony, could you possibly be making the argument that maybe we were wrong to throw dirt on Bill Belichick's grave too soon? Maybe good win turning the season around? No, that's a bad loss, man. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know, you can't, so. that offense is still broken. I tried. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, Buffalo has got a significant problem on defense. They've had several injuries mm-hmm. and there's, they were season ending injuries. They're not getting anybody back. They've got to figure something out on defense. And that's what that was. That was a bad loss on the defensive side of the ball. Cause Josh, we talked about it. Josh Allen, he, he tries to make the best play every time and he can't do that all game long against anybody, especially Bill Bill Belichick. They'll have something for you. 20, 25 points ought to win you a ball game against the New Hell, 13 points ought to win you the ball game against the New England Patriots. And um, that was a bad loss. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Mac Jones was even no. fantastic. Like, it, no. It was it'd just, be one thing if, like, and we can get to this one, but, like, in the Vikings 49ers, Kirk Cousins played maybe one of the best games I've seen him play as a quarterback. I, yeah. We're not saying that about Mac Jones this past week. Like, you – no, shouldn't have. No, it's that was a and bad. It, you loss. know what? That's truly a bad. You know loss. what, Tony? And it bothers me more. It you can have a blunder, but the Bills had a blunder last Sunday. They they got away with it, but they did not. They should have. You would have thought coming off the very disappointing game against the Giants, where they barely won and just looked kind of like what you think. You, you would think strong. this is like all right. Let's let's get our shit together. Let's come on. Let's play. And it really kind of looks like if if they can't get. Stefan Diggs going, they seem a little lost on offense at times. And we've, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record. We talked about the run game and the issues they've had there. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm worried, Tony, like you're saying. I don't think they're fixing these defensive issues because it's just they're, they're banged up unless they go trade for some people. They're just not the same. Yeah. I, if they want to make a run right now, if they feel like they should make a run now or it's a two year wait to go make a long run and, and set reset something. Fine, but I, they've got to they've got to go get some defensive guy, and there'll be some defensive guys out there they can go get. And but man, but I, they, the offense is fine. I don't think there's issue with it. And, and actually, James Cook looked really good again, or back to be looking good again this Sunday. And, and I thought their offensive game plan was good. Uh, Gabe Davis didn't see the ball, but Stephon Diggs had a touchdown, and and Dalton Kincaid finally showed up, and um, uh, James Cook had a great day. They can they can score points, but they just can't defend the ball. I think they do need to kind of go. Okay, Dalton Kincaid is our second best pass catcher. Like that, that is number two. Because Gabe Davis, he is the one of those guys, especially in fantasy football. You're, he's good for a one big catch, one or two big catches a game, and so he's very whack a mole on, on whether he's going to have it. He's not going to go Whack-a-mole. like I like that term. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to go like Stephon Diggs, where you know he's good for six plus catches and he's gonna he's gonna make an impact. Like Gabe Davis is just going to either bust that big one or he's not. Yeah. And I think Kincaid can be the guy that drafted him because he looked good this past week. And yeah. and you're right, Cook. I'm looking at the stats now. Cook was solid. I mean, he was he had a good day. Yeah, I. But that's a bad loss. Y'all talked about loss. defense. What's going on with Von Miller? He played six snaps, I think, in the game. Did he? What 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 happened there? I didn't get to see it. He's an older player come back from an injury, I think, and they're just really did he get injured again now, in the game, or why did he? Only I don't believe he got injured again, but I think they're being and Tony might have more, but I think they're just being very safe with him because I mean a snap they cannot afford six snaps. I think he was <laughs> well. Yeah, this is how bad the defense was. I think he was there to be a third down passing specialist. <laughs> And they didn't, they didn't have get New England in okay. third down and long. 
very okay. much. Six times to be exact, and that's what he found. And I, I do think, Pops, the goal is, especially now with some of the injuries they've had with Milano and some of the other guys, Von Miller needs to be there for their playoff run. Like, it has to be there. So, yeah, yeah. you can lose games now, but he has to be ready come to it. So, yeah. we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, but yeah six snaps is – I think Tony's right. I think they were hoping to just use him on some – Third and longs and yeah. get away with the big W and yeah. they did one didn't win and two didn't force a whole lot of third downs. Yeah. Oh god, uh, you, you know, and you said that their playoff run, their playoff run starts this weekend, and that's the problem that they've got. They're four and three, and the Dolphins are five and two, and uh, the Jets are somehow blundered their way to three wins, I think. And um, I, you know, their playoff run starts now. Because they can't fall any further behind than Baltimore and Kansas City and expect to get any kind of home field advantage, it they're done. So and they, the Bills play Thursday night football. They'll play uh, the Bucks yeah. at home, so they're big favorites in that one. Pops, you got to guess the line there. You got Buffalo at home on Thursday night. What do you think it is? Unless you've already against, looked at against it. Tampa Bay. Yep. I mean, where is is uh Mike, is Mayfield playing? What he's banged up, but I think he's he made it sound like he's Full playing practice today. I'm going to say it's eight points. Nine. Right now I'm nine. saying Buffalo minus nine. Yep. Okay. You would think that's a get-right game because, I mean, Tony, you're right. They don't have a whole lot of games to – they need to win the the easy wins because they're going to have some – like they still got Dolphins going and they're going – Yeah. They still want to have home field advantage, I think, in the playoffs, and it's they're getting further and further sure? away from that. If you live Buffalo, you might not want home field advantage. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's pretty cold in January, but – yeah. Okay, we've mentioned the game, but let's go better win or worse loss. Vikings beating the 49ers on Monday night football, 22-17. to 17. Shout out to mom. I know she was pumped. Kirk Cousins said, you like that. What would you think, Pops? What would you think watching that one? Better Huge win or worse loss? Huge win. That's a better win. I mean, that puts Minnesota back in the discussion. I mean, they do have a good team. They did it without J.J. Uh, They're three and four, and that like, – the NFC North, I mean, I, I do think the lines are solid, but other too. than that, I, I mean, the Bears aren't great. The the Packers, I don't think, are great. The Vikings are still in this thing at three and four. I agree. So I think a, and a we were all trying to trade Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Better win. By Two or three weeks ago, the whole world was trying to see like it's time to blow it up and tank and trade Kirk and and Kirk. I got to give it to him, especially we make fun of primetime Kirk and all this stuff. That was a hell of a game. One by the offensive line, but two. Kirk Cousins just played one of the well, better games I've seen him play. Is that where the first series they threw? He threw the ball to Addison, and the guy took it away. You know, and then later Addison returned the favor with, yeah. with taking it to the house. But yeah. when that started, I was watching with Tammy. I was like, "That is not good news for the Vikings. You cannot afford to make those kind of mistakes against a team like San Francisco." And I mean, Kirk Cousins came back from that and played well. I mean, he was throwing the ball with some zip, good timing. Accurate. I, Against I that defense to play that well without mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is very, very impressive. Very Tony, impressive. what do you think? Oh, better yeah, win, it's a better win. Because that's now two losses for the 49ers. Yep, in a row. How many, back to back. How many times was Kirk Cousins sacked? Uh, zero. Not zero. Zip. I think I saw – I can't remember. I feel bad for not knowing the guy's name. But the, the tackle, he's kind of a young tackle for the Vikings. They Pro Football Focus graded out, I think, out of 54 snaps, him and Bosa went together. Bosa won one. Out of the fifty-four, crazy so big big day for him. Crazy good, good game. Yeah, I, I just that's a. Did the Vikings? Did the 49ers just not get up for it, or did the the Vikings kind of punch him in the mouth? It was Monday Night Football. 
you know, I I think the 49ers may not have gotten up because the 49ers had a big game week before. Um, and, um, you know, they may not have said, you know, traveling. It wasn't all the way across the country, but they traveled up to Minnesota and uh, um, could have been. But I, I think Minnesota just had a great game plan. O'Connell just had a great game plan, and it was just a good game. Right, I they they ran the ball well. They I, they did everything they needed to do to win that ball game. So even though Brock Purdy so, concussed and all, still had the Forty ers down there for an opportunity late, but just didn't happen. It is tough. So we we weren't able to have a podcast last week, but the, so the last time we were recording, I finally came around and decided, you know what, Brock Purdy is just a good quarterback. <laughs> this guy's just good. I, I I need to quit doubting him. And then, of course, he loses back-to-back games. He loses to the Browns and P.J. Walker, and then he loses to the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. But it does look like the Twitter doctors have gone back because now Brock Purdy is in the concussion protocol, likely won't play this week. So it's Sam Darnold time in San Francisco. But they looked at where he – there was like a fourth down and short where he went for it, and a guy kind of comes over the pile and a helmet-to-helmet connects with Purdy. And so they're kind of identifying that's probably the concussion play. Before that hit, he was 19 for 24, 250 yards and a touchdown. After that play, he was two for six, 20 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. So maybe Purdy's fine. I, I'm going to go with the the 49ers are fine. R e l a x, as Mister Asshat would say. I think they'll be they'll be just fine moving forward. It is it is a bad loss, but I think it's a better win. Minnesota just kind of nutted up and played a big game. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call that a bad loss. Um, let's see. Did I have another? Okay. That's it for my better win, worse loss category. Now I just want to throw a little. Here's Kevin's power rankings in week eight. And I want you to just, y'all let me know who's too high, who's too low. So I'm going to just give you the top five. At five, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars who quietly are sitting at five and two. I think what, second. Four in a row? Four right? in a row, and I think they're second in the AFC right now. So yeah. I, I I plugged them in at five because my, my boy uh, ETN's playing pretty good right yes, now. He is. And yes, he is. I like me some some uh, Trevor Lawrence. So then I got at four, the 49ers, they've dropped down after the last – they probably were one two weeks ago, and now they've dropped down a little bit. But they're still in the top five. Then at three, this team could have been two, but I put them at three, the Baltimore Ravens. Then at two, I got the Eagles – and then quietly sitting at number one is the as Prestige Worldwide says when looking at the AFC West, it's Patrick F. Mahomes. The Chiefs are just a damn good team. They are so good. So where are we at? Any, any of those you have qualms with, or was there someone I missed out on, or someone high or low, or do we like it? I will say, Kevin, the the only team I have well no I don't I, I Jacksonville I had in my top five uh online I saw a guy with CBS Sports Pete Prisco that's had them number four ahead of San Francisco I would disagree with that but I, I really think I think I would go with actually your lineup I would say Jacksonville is in the top five but I think San Francisco even with their two losses is still four so I, I and think then you're you cool with the Eagles two right. and Ravens three I, yeah, yeah yeah I like that I really do. I think that's probably like a 2A, 2B kind of thing. I think you could – if someone says they put Ravens 2 over Eagles, I, I wouldn't say you're dead wrong. Tony, what do you, what you think? Well, I'm going to say that I disagree with Jacksonville. 
And I'm gonna Who would you put in head? Uh Miami. Okay. I would put okay. Miami five. Uh based upon just the power of the offense. Um and I would actually swing that to where I would have and I'm gonna have an argument for this. Baltimore one, Kansas City two, Philly three, San Francisco four, uh, Miami five. And the reason I put okay. Baltimore at the top uh, is I think you can make the argument that AFC North, and we said this a little, AFC North's the best division of football right now. And 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 that showed this weekend. Uh, every one of the teams won, uh, went out and had didn't have easy games to play. Uh, Pittsburgh winning, Baltimore winning, Cleveland winning. Uh, on the road. Since he was on a bye. Yeah, since he was on a bye. And so if Cincinnati's your worst team in the division, you're going to be okay. You're pretty Right? So yeah. I think if you're the best team in a divi- in the best division, that you should be on the top. Because right now, I don't think Kansas City can say that with the Chargers tanking and, sorry, LJ, Denver and the Raiders. I don't think they could say that. And so um, that's where I would go. I, I think it's Baltimore, Kansas City, uh, Philly, San Francisco, Miami. I mean, I think I Kansas just, City almost has a home field advantage locked up now in that in their damn conference. Are they so, are they six and one? They're six and one, and yeah. LA Raiders are next at three and four. Baltimore's Baltimore's five and two. Yeah, I, I, does Baltimore play Kansas City? I, I for some reason I I want to say they do. No, um, I'll check. I'll um, check that. Hold on, we'll we get can it on top of that real quick. Um, but um, but anyway, that's where I'd have. But I I, I like it, except I I just not. Travis Etienne has had a great three or four game, three game run, and I think that's changed the way Jacksonville's been able to play offense. Uh, Baltimore does not play Kansas City because that would be a fun game. Miami does later. Yeah, Kansas City's going to. I think Kansas City's going fourteen and three. If Baltimore and I think Baltimore could go fourteen and three as well, then it's going to be. We'll see how they tie it out. I'm not. I'm not saying like the Dolphins are frauds. I just. Looking at their, they beat the Chargers, they beat the Patriots, they beat the Broncos, they beat the Giants, they beat the Panthers. None of the Chargers is the best win there. And I don't know for sure how good the Chargers are. And then they played the Eagles and Bills and got beat pretty soundly in both games. So that's, that would be my only argument. But I like to think McDaniels is a really good coordinator. I I like that. I mean, obviously you got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mostert. They're going to get HN back. Jalen Ramsey will be back. So I could easily see them being right in the top five come the end of the year. I ex- but that would be my only argument. I accept that retort. Can you tell me where Jacksonville, whose Jacksonville uh, games have been against? Uh, we we can. Uh, let's see here. And you might have a very good point here as I'm going to search it. Let's see. Jacksonville uh, beat beaten. The, I know that. They've beaten the Colts. They beat the Falcons. They beat Buffalo. They beat the Colts again. They beat the Saints. So. So they've got two wins again, and they do have, and they do have a twenty-point loss to the Texans. I think that's a little stronger than what you just said. Uh, uh, the other team, who were we talking, Miami? I mean, that's yeah, a little stronger. Yeah, but I could see the, I could see. I think you're picking nits there. You could easily, I think you can say yeah. Miami's five, Jags six. I, I, I totally right. get that. I, I do want to throw just with the with the Chiefs and LJ. This will probably be just for five minutes. If you just want to take your headphones out and just let it keep playing. We'll try to make sure there's no errors, but you just don't want to hear any of this. Um, Patrick Mahomes went 32 for 42, 424 yards, four touchdowns, and we're not even talking about it. We're so used to Patrick Mahomes being so awesome. 
that we're just like, oh, another day at the office for Mahomes and Kelsey. So it was so funny because I was watching that game, uh, you know, off and on on my new four four wide screen YouTube somebody is providing me. And, uh, um, you know, it was the quietest 400-yard, four-touchdown game I can ever remember because it was so – but I did it, touchdown, did it, did it, did it, did it, touchdown, did it, did it. There's been more talk about Taylor Swift being at that game than Mahomes just having a master class. It was crazy. And so he he hasn't had one of those those big time games and he did that. And and I and maybe it was because really expecting more out of the Chargers in that game. And yuck, right? And it was just like, uh if I, I think if that had been a shootout and it had been 31-28 and yeah. Mahomes had really had beaten Herbert, I think that you – But since the Chargers kind of laid an egg in the second half. I think half. that you would – that we'd be talking about it more. And Mahomes took it to the next level. and really. Took, but it's like, hey, he scored 31, four touchdowns, 400 yards, and beat the shit out of the Chargers. But, uh, you another know – Another day at the office. Another day at yeah. the office, yeah. Another, Mahomes' another last three games. <laughs> Mahomes' last three games, he's gone – 32 for 42, 30 for 40, and 31 for 41. That is good for 76% completion percentage, 75, 75.6. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to go over 75% in three straight games with at least 40 attempts. And he's doing this with – they still haven't figured out their – I mean, obviously Kelsey's fantastic. Obviously, yeah, but – But they haven't it? figured out their receivers. So far this year, Mahomes has the most passes dropped by his receiver, 18 and he and he's been hurried on a league high thirty five attempts. So like, he's balling out. He's good. And there's been issues on that offense. They're not even clicking yet. So yeah, they're not running the football well yet. Well, I think we'll oh, get oh, to them. And they did, but no. and just uh, by the way, the defense has only has held its opponents to twenty one or fewer points in every single game this season. They're the only team to do that. And the one game that one team that got to twenty one was the Lions, and they did it with a pick six. So they really only got to 14. So the defense is kind of humming. The defense is playing real. That's the surprise for Kansas City. They're, I thought their run game would be more dominant and that Mahomes would kind of not regress but pull back and not have the type of volume that he's had. But it's been off. The defense is just knocking them out, and they're just using the short, the short game. So here's what I think is scary for the rest of the AFC. And if this happens, I will switch, I will switch these guys. Uh, I've seen a rumor – that Marquise Brown is headed to the Chiefs, if the if with the Cardinals. Because I do feel like last... we get the rumor of the we get the Chiefs wide receiver yeah. trade rumor well, every year, most every week, most yeah. every. But Mar- Marquise is a little bit lower. He's in the last year of his rookie contract, so the, that's a very tradable player. And so if they could get a second round pick for him, uh, something like that, I, I I suspect that Arizona would take it. He made a third round pick. I think they'd take it and they wouldn't have to renegotiate. And then, and then Kansas City could either knock him, put him in a long term, or uh, it's a it's a one year thing. And if he goes to that offense, it, that that they in Miami will have the two best offenses in the NFL. I, it, Pops, just to have a little crossover here, and I, we're not going to go NBA, but I would think if I'm a receiver, especially a receiver in the last year of my contract. I would look at Mahomes the same way an NBA player probably looks at Jokic. Like, let me go to play with that guy. He's going to make me look fantastic, yeah. and I'll go cash a paycheck next year. I'd be because Mahomes is yeah. just if if you get open, Mahomes will get you the ball. Yeah, 
I believe that. Yeah. He's a lot like Joker in that respect. Yeah. And you know who I did not, I, I, I hate this cause I don't have any bit of him in any fantasy football leagues, but I think Rasheed Rice is going to be the guy there. I think he's their receiver. Mm-hmm. I think as far as receiver, Kelsey's obviously the guy, don't get me wrong, but I think Rasheed Rice is, is their Him and Mahomes feel like they're kind of making a connection. And I think he's a solid player. They might be on the market for a receiver too. Yeah. Also, you know, I was reading something. It was just because Kelsey also home home had like 180 yards, I think, or something <laughs> yeah. just fantastic. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I and I don't think, and I, I don't remember if someone's reporting this or if it, it might have just been like Dan Orlovsky watching the film and saying like, "This is my theory on how they." I don't think Kelsey runs a route. Like I don't think he ever has a designed route in the play. I think he looks at it very similar to like Mahomes. He knows what everyone else is running. And him and Mahomes just do this little like, I'll just kind of read it. We're just going to read it and see what's open. Because every game he has a couple plays where he's just like, he found a hole in the middle of the defense. And you you know they go into it keeping an eye on him. But I think it's so hard to defend him because I don't think he's running an out or a post. Like he's just kind of just kind of running, just playing with backyard and- football. Yeah, and yeah. I just think him and Mahomes see it so well together that they will have like once every three or four weeks where – Kelsey will dart left and Mahomes thought he was darting right or something and they'll give a, they'll have a miscommunication. But it doesn't happen often. They seem like they're they're seeing it pretty well and yeah. they're also maybe the two best players. Did you see was it to play their positions? Maybe last week. I think it was last week, maybe when we didn't have a pod, but there was the so so uh Kelsey runs a little out or he may have actually gone in and in and he, he makes he's got his numbers shown to Mahomes and he points to the receiver out in the flats. Like he points to Mahomes like Same, you gotta go him. there. Yeah, go hit him. Yeah. I mean he's just so smart. He's a heady guy. Kelsey is I'm, Kelsey's first ballot. Well home, that's why I think it's so hard to defend him because he's just at, he's a mismatch at tight end regardless mm-hmm. because right. of his size and speed and hands. But then he also sees it like a quarterback. That's like to I'm not comparing the two because Kelsey's better. But like Jason Witten lost his athleticism halfway through his career, but he was a smart tight end. So his career lasted for six more years because he was just going to get 100 catches because he just knew how to read a defense. And I think Kelsey's that same way, except for he runs a 4-4 and he's 6-6 and an awesome athlete. And Mm. it's just hard to defend. I don't know how you defend them, really. They're just – they're really good together. And this is not breaking news. I mean, we've known this for seven years now or however long Mahomes has been the starting quarterback. Um, let's see. Did we have any other uh, big winners or losers from the the, bat, the the past week that you that we haven't mentioned that you want to? Oh, I actually I have one. Miles Garrett is freaking awesome. <laughs> Miles that Garrett's dude. good. When he's on, he's he, on. Right. I don't know how the Colts scored thirty eight on that defense. Gardner Minshew is slinging that thing, uh, but Miles uh, Garrett accounted for ten points on his own because he had a sack fumble in the end zone that the Browns fell on. And then that blocked field goal where he just hurdled the center. And if he would have touched the center at all. Is that what if you all, touch the center, it's a penalty, right? It's a penalty. But since he cleared him, it was fine. And I got to imagine that's the biggest nightmare in the world. If you're a place kicker and you kind of look up for a second and Miles freaking Garrett is unblocked right in front of you, I, you probably probably need to change your your, jock, your, your <laughs> britches there. Um. And then they asked him after the game, like, well, you know, it's a dangerous play because if you touch the center, that's a penalty. And he goes, well, it's a dangerous play for some people, but for me, it's not. And I was like, 
Touche, you, you know, if you, if you, you can back it up, brother, smoke them if you got them. And Miles Garrett has got them. He's, he's really good. So that, that's one of my, we, we didn't really touch on that game, but I just want to make sure we met Miles Garrett is freaking yeah. awesome. Probably defensive player of the year right now. TJ Watt right behind him, but yeah, I, I had two winners for the week. Okay. So the first one I, I kind of mentioned is the AFC North. I think they are a big winner for the week. Like I said, they, all three of those teams came out and won big ball games when they shouldn't have won. And the Steelers going to L.A. and beating the Rams, uh, it was significant, right, after all the questions. Man, how did this – the Steelers have this weird way, Tony, where if you watch a full Steelers game, you're the whole time you're like, I'm not sure if they're good or not. But Mike Tomlin finds a way, and they yeah. end up winning at the end of it. And you're like, well, hell, they're 4-2. Yeah. I think they're – no, the Ravens are atop the division, but Steelers are right there, isn't who's, it? Hey, hey, Liv, who's who's the Steelers' best player? Uh, on it's probably it's T.J. Watt, but no, no, it you, might be George Pickens. Nah, uh, he it's my, I think he's fishing for a Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Uh, you blew it, man. It's like <laughs> you're supposed to go. Mike Tomlin's our best player. Sorry. Well, you said player. Uh, I mean, you know, you always said hey, you, you have this man love for Mike Tomlin as well as you should. I do have as a well man love him and John John Harbaugh. I'm I'm you, I would say really Liff was early on the Mike Tomlin John Harbaugh yeah. uh, stock, and that stock has only risen. It has yeah. not gone anywhere but up since Liff bought it. Damn good. So I, I AFC North had a and of course game. Dallas has Mike McCarthy, but let's not talk yeah. about them. They're on a bye. We don't yeah, have to worry about that. So they're and then uh, my other one. We've already talked about Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison had a coming out party. Uh, welcome, oh, to, he welcome to the NFL. How good is he going to be when Justin Jefferson gets back now that Kirk realizes, oh, I got a legit, legit receiver I, I think it's here. funny, and Liff mentioned this, when, when that dude took that ball away from him, I really think it pissed him off. I do and, and, and he probably called him, take that, rookie. And Addison said, well, I ain't going to take that shit. That ain't what we do. And then next thing you know, it's gone. And so, uh, coming out party. So Another rookie receiver – who it wasn't a coming out party because he's been balling all year, but Zay Flowers on the Ravens, he's a problem. He is a problem because they just find ways to get in the ball. Joystick seems like every game. Yeah, he he shakes someone out of their shoes every game, and he's just a very very that's, solid. That's the slot that guy. is the best nickname in the NFL right now. Zay Flowers is joystick. Pops, do you remember when I think of the human joystick? I think of a, a specific player, but I wonder if you think of the same guy. It's another one LJ might have to take the headphones out because he has a couple plays against his team. Michael Vick? Dante Hall. I, was, I think of Dante oh, Hall okay. with his punt returning. I got another winner, though. That's not the winner. So, I got a winner, too. That might be a human joystick. But go ahead. Go ahead. Daryl Henderson. So, Well, you want to piss some people off? How many people picked up Zach Evans? And you're were like, looking at him. Here we go. He's yeah, getting all the carries. And he didn't, I don't think he got a snap. I spend – I spend my hard-earned money on Zach Evans in a pickup, and he gets zero touches because Daryl and Sean McVay's like, actually, we got Daryl Henderson on Thursday. We're just going to plug him in. Daryl Henderson has to put his gummy bag down, get on a plane, and go play football. <laughs> it really, it really pisses me off. But what a winner, right? He he just made himself millions of dollars in one game. That's crazy because he's he's probably the active roster for the rest he of the sure year is. now. So congratulations, Daryl Henderson, you asshole. Um. <laughs> you know, Pops, he said that's a winner, but he sure didn't seem like he was <laughs> he happy, happy about, about, about it, it, did he? Uh, a, no, not at all. The guy who put Zach Evans in his starting lineup. No, I'm not happy about it. Pops, what you got? You got a winner? Yeah, I had this last week, and he didn't have quite the game this week as he did last week. But And, and I, I've got to give a little credit to, to Bill Simmons. He kind of brought this up. But 
Tyreek Hill is a freakazoid. And and I think one quick little trivia thing, he was averaging, at least as of last week, 19.4 yards per catch. Per catch. And I thought, could that be a record? And do you know who holds the yards per catch record in the NFL? Any? I don't think you will. I had no idea. Hayes? So, so you, then – Who? Bob Hayes? Nope. Not a bad so guess, it's, though. It's not going to be like, this isn't for a season, this is for someone's career? It's career. Or? This is for career. And it was, I'll tell you, it was 22.3 yards per catch for a career. So for a season, I was going to say 07 Randy Moss, but – I th- let me uh, tell you, because I don't think yeah. you'll get it. It's a guy named Joey Homer Jones. Homer <laughs> Jones. I, you said, I don't think you're going to get it. You could have said, you're not going to get it. I think he played a lot for the Giants. He is the guy, by the way, that is crediting for having, credited for having invented the Spike TD celebration. He was apparently the very the first When, when did Homer it. Jones play? It was in the 60s or early 70s or something like that. I, had it, I was going to do more – but we didn't have a pod last well, week. Homer Jones. But, yeah, I'm looking at the top. Oh, here we go, actually. You got it. <laughs> you want to hear the top five? You want to hear the top five yards sure. per catch leaders? Yeah, sure. You got Homer Jones. Buddy Dial did it from 59 to 66. Harlan Hill did it from 54 to 62. And then at a tie for fifth, you got Flipper Anderson and Paul Warfield. There's two names and on then, that. And then Warfield. coming in at six, averaging the last guy to average 20 yards per catch. Bullet Bob Hayes comes in at six. So, not a bad guess, Tom. But so here's the question. Let's get Tyreek Hill. Where does he stand all time wide receivers? And so I will tell you this guy brought up you've got uh, Jerry Rice. Uh, let's see, who was it that he named second? Um, uh, Randy we're just, Moss. We're, yeah, Randy we're Moss. just talking Jerry, receivers. Scariest, You're just talking scariest wide receivers, scariest, maybe, uh, uh, in history. So, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. And then Simmons put Tyreek Hill next over Megatron. Really? I think Megatron, you know, Calvin Johnson's probably uh, right I think there on I'll that list. Take I don't Megatron. know. Tyreek Tyreek Hill is scary. Yeah. I just so here he's I, got good hands. What he about T.O. in his prime? And he will run away from you. T.O. T.O. was just a head case, but yes, he was a scary but, guy. But, but just on the field when he was. Playing, Carol Owens, I remember when he. I noticed it the most because I probably I was kind of just now really getting into watching, watching, and of course I'm a Cowboys fan. And when To was on Philadelphia, it felt like he was going to break it for a touchdown every single time they threw it to 81. And he was, I remember him scaring the shit out of me watching him. I think I think Tyreek Hill scares so, a probably lot of and people. Tyreek Hill is probably missing this week's game. He was questionable today. He did not practice. I think it's uh, back. Hip, 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 hip. Mm. So here's the thing about and this. Him and Moser both said. Here's out what I would say. Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Calvin Johnson played through a lot of stuff and was still great. If if anything happens to Tyreek's legs, anything, I I, I don't think he's the same player. Um, so that's that's where I would make it the difference from a scariest. Ty, I will say this: Tyreek Hill, when he has the ball and has not been touched. Him and Barry Sanders are the two scariest NFL players I think you could say you've ever seen. Because Tyreek Hill is sitting in front of you and he's got the ball, you, you just you, you're you might not you touch may him. not touch him. And uh, and, and so you, Barry Sanders is the same way. And so I, I to that point I would say yes. But um, I think Calvin M- Megatron could catch it over you, push you away, knock you down, and 
and make another 20 yards. And outrun you. And outrun you. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, and again, I keep going back to as a Cowboy fan, I can remember a game where the Cowboys legit put three people on Megatron and Stafford still was like, F it. I'm going to throw it to 81. And he caught it over all three of them. I don't know if Tyreek Hill quite has that in his bag, you know. Tyreek Hill's a damn good wide receiver. He's awesome. I do. Tony, you – Right now, you got a team. You got you got Patrick Mahomes, and I'm telling you, you can have any. Well, I guess that's a little skewed because he's played with Hill. Just in general, you got a team. What receiver are you taking right now as your number one in the NFL current NFL receiver? Just for this year? Oh, I don't want to put anything. Um, uh, for this year, yeah, it's not fantasy. Like you're trying to win, win football, football games, games this year. I, you know, I I may say AJ Brown for this year. Right now, there's not a hotter receiver out there, Tyreek Hill included. Uh, A.J. Brown can catch any ball. He catches the short one. He catches the mid one. He can catch the long one. Right now, A.J. Brown is probably the toughest receiver to cover in the NFL. Tyreek, well, he's got to go short or he's got to go long. Tyreek can't do the move. I would not have said A.J. Brown eight weeks ago, but it's hard to argue that yeah. after what I've seen. For it's the hard to argue weeks. that. And this, this guy's injured right now, but – Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, I think deserve. I mean, even on IR, I might take him. Just the receiver for a dynasty because yeah. that is position really is so good. good. Yeah. That position is just so good because now we're like, all right, Jamar Chase. I still love Jamar Chase. Uh, with Tyreek Hill, as we just talked about, that Tyreek Hill. Really yeah. Hell, Devontae Adams is still really effing good. Is the, I mean, Puka Nakua, Stephon Diggs is yeah. really good. It is the age of the wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. Yes. There are 20 yeah. wide receivers that could go out there and be your wide receiver one on any on any given team that you could say, and you'd have success with them. I, it's just the age of the wide receiver. But uh, if you're asking me who can do it all, A.J. Brown is looking pretty close. He's, He's up, up there. there. He's, He's up good. there. And yeah. – A.J. Brown, you know, he looked a bit like a diva. I think it was week two. They were on like Thursday night football, and he kind of looked like he pouted a little bit and had a little temper tantrum. Well, you know what? All is fine because they started – Jalen Hurts was like, all right, I'm going to throw it to him ten times a game. And that's worked out very well. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, you know what, A.J.? You're right. We should have been throwing you the ball more. <laughs> I got to – so here's something for all those daily fantasy players that are out there. Anytime a wide receiver says something about not getting the ball, they're going to get the ball the next week. And the and guess Did you see Devonte Adams? Yeah, no, I didn't see what he said. He, he complained about his targets in the first drive of this past week. I think he got four catch, four targets, four catches, yeah. like sixty yards. First guess drive. Who said it this week? Michael Pittman. If you're doing DFS out there, you better have Michael Pittman Jr. in your lineup because he he said, "I guess they don't know I'm out there." I don't know what their game plan. So Gardner's about to be like, "All right, Pittman, here you go. I'm gonna just and, force and he was pissed because Downs got all the got all the catches. But uh, what's out for Michael? Because it's happened all, all the time. I mean, every one of Devontae Adams, uh, uh, especially when a really good yeah. receiver like that, when a good receiver says something like that, the quarterback goes, so, "Okay, Mar Chase, all right, always open. Fuck it, I'm gonna give you the ball. Um, and yeah. usually, if they're really good and you force feed them, yeah. they'll find a way because they want to back themselves yeah. up too. Seven Eleven, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Always yeah. open. Pardon my pardon my um, speech. Hey, real good point, real quick. Kind of an aside. Do you remember so so Tyreek Hill did that? He got a phone and and did the backflip right, and I think got a penalty yeah. on that. Tell me how that's illegal, but the whole damn defense can intercept a ball, run to the opposing team's 
uh, end zone and do rowboat shit or whatever they want to do, and that's not a penalty. How? Give me a break. You can't have both, right? Or let him, or let Tyreek Hill celebrate. Prop. I don't get that. Huh? Prop. Can't you can't have a that? Yeah, that's you can't the, have an that's object. That's the rule. Because yeah. remember when Chad Ochocinco hid the hid the hid the phone in the um, in the oh, goalpost. No. That no, was it him that or was, was it Terrell? another guy? What? That was Joe Horn. Joe Horn. Joe Horn. Joe Horn. The, it was Joe Horn at New Orleans, Horn. wasn't it? Took the phone out and threw it up. But Ocho Cinco also got fined because he had a gold jacket on the sideline yeah. and he scored a touchdown, put a gold jacket on, said future Hall stuff. of Famer, and then yeah, like, that all that stuff. And that's when they that's when they started saying, "Ah, but why? Because you I just not get out of hand. Because if you think about it, you could have a buddy up in the stands. The next thing you know, you're down there with a TV showing it to you." It can get out of hand, you know. I get the yeah, but I, I, but I hate the defense running to the end zone doing all that bullshit. Yeah. I think you know whatever, celebrate, get up and celebrate if you want, but and let them spike the ball if they want. I like it. It's Jeez. kind of funny. Well, I, and it's funny. I got a question for y'all. Okay, we're we're seven games in, or we're seven weeks into the season. If you had to guess, how much has the NFL dished out in fines so far this year? Is this before or after Chris Olave gets fined for going 70 and a 35? Well, no. That's different because that's just a punishment. These are all on-field oh, 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 fines. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to guess $2 million. No idea. So, I'll go with Tony. I, that seems like a lot. I don't think it's that much. But. $13 million. In on-field fines this year? In on-field fines this year. You think about it. Holy cow. Seven weeks, 13 games – no, uh, 15 games a week, uh, 52 players a a team. There's 104 players. Yeah, $13 million sounds right. All for charity. That's from that's from Frank Michael Smith, who covers the NFL. Yeah. He he put it on yeah. Twitter. So I, I I wasn't even gonna bring that up, but when I started talking about, it, it's like, oh, I know I saw a tweet a about that. Money. Let me go pull Interesting a lot of money. Stat. Wow. But that's that's a lot of money. It tells you how much payroll is. <laughs> you know, speaking of money, it's been two weeks, so we, the people want to make some money. Let's give them a parlay. We're gonna get into a little bit of World Series talk with Uncle Tone here in a second, but first. Let's make the people some money. Let's let's try to cook up a little three leg parlay to, to to win some stuff. I got I got um, prestige. Pops, do you are? Oh, so we got four a four leg. Perfect. Got, I got that prestige, just adds. Yeah. There we go. Although we should be adding LJ on these because we know it. Like, know. As we scoffed at his Jaguars pick, I, that man was cash money. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I think, and I'm gonna go with. Is this dumb? This might be dumb. Nope, I'm going to do it. Eagles minus six and a half against the Commanders. Sam Howell is on pace to shatter the sack record. And now he's going to go up against the Eagles team that loves rushing the passer. Give me the Eagles minus. It's on the road in their favor, but I'll take Eagles minus six and a half. A tough one, but I like it. Tone, what you got? I like it. I think that line's a little more than I want it to be, but there's another one I was thinking about. I'll say afterward, but that's what I'm putting in on the parlay. Tell what you got. All right, so I, I have two that I was looking at, and I'm really concerned, but I'm going to go ahead and say this one because I think this is right because I, I can't imagine this. Um, I Minnesota ha- getting a half at Green Bay. Green Bay has shown nothing. And Luke Musgrave is out. Christian Watson is out. Uh, I just don't know how Green Bay is going to score. God, that's a good pick. That's I don't know what how I Green Bay done. is going to score enough points to beat Minnesota. Now, Minnesota can be kind of Jekyll and Hyde, and they just came off a huge win we just talked about. But it's a 
half point pick them. You know, it's not like yeah, I got a minus three. Right now, but, is it? It's yeah. a. It's jumping up in between. It's going to pick them to half a pick point. Em, so basically, you gotta go them. right. So I'm going to go with the Vikings at Green Bay. In Lambeau, does that matter no, to you? It's in not Lambeau. with Christian Watson no. and Luke Musgrave both out. Musgrave uh, twisted an ankle and doesn't look like he's going to play. I, Romeo Dubs and, and, and the the Downs kid is it Joshua Jalen is it oh Jalen Jalen Reed Jalen Reed uh, Downs at um, in Indianapolis uh, they're yes. good but I don't know if they're good enough to keep up with the score that I think Minnesota is going to put out there. I, that's probably good because yeah, for the past point. three weeks I've gone like the Packers have been sitting around because I don't think Vegas knows what to do with them because I think. They were so good the first two weeks. Jordan Love looked awesome. And then they kind of looked really off. And so I think Vegas is keep going, ah, oh, this Packer team's better. And I'm worried maybe they're just not. Because Jordan Love missing a lot. I don't know. There, there's some issues at Green Bay. I think it's a young quarterback with a young offense around him. You can't have both. You can have a veteran quarterback like Patrick Mahomes with a bunch of young receivers. But you can't have young, young. And so I'm with you. I think yeah. that's a good pick, Tom. We'll see. Yeah. What's got, Pops? You know, we talked about this team possibly being in the top five, but uh, Pittsburgh is a home dog against Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's been oh. riding high. Well, we have a rule, Pops, mm-hmm. and we disregarded that rule earlier this year. When Mike Tomlin is a home dog, you just just place it. You don't even look. You just place the bet. Well, I didn't book that because I'm booking it. I think Pittsburgh getting two and a half points is what I'm showing uh, yeah. at home uh, uh, versus Jacksonville. I miss that. it there at home. Yeah, give me Tomlin a home oh, dog. I mean, God. ten times out of ten and twice on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that one. What's Prestige Worldwide got for us, Tom? Worldwide has uh, Miami Dolphins minus. Is it minus nine at home? Now it's, a, it's minus a bunch. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Showing. Is better. he worried? Is he worried about the injury news I don't that we think got so, today? Because I, I think he's thinking, and like as I do, New England just got their big win of the season going down to Miami, which they have traditionally had trouble doing. And Miami mm-hmm. just – Even when they've been really yeah, good, they've and had Miami just that. got spanked. And so I think there's some – and Mike McDaniel just uh, strikes me as a gentleman who doesn't like to get spanked. That came out wrong. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was a funny joke. I had to go with it. Um, and so um, – uh, so uh, Miami minus nine. I, I, I like that because even if they, even if Tyreek Kill's not there, apparently Jalen Waddle can play on half a leg and a third of a back. And so bad back, uh, yeah, so whatever. He's, he's fine. But Mostert Wilson should be active this game. Uh, with Mostert and Wilson, I think they'll be able to run the football and and uh, uh, as long as two is healthy, I, why not? I, I yeah, I agree with that. Miami minus nine from Prestige Worldwide. Well, I'm seeing that as plus 1,100 odds if you were to throw that in. So $10 would make 126. So I'm not saying you should. You do gamble responsibly for all you people out there, but just hey, saying. Here's, just throwing I'm going to throw out. one more out there to you in case you're feeling what you want to go to five. And I'm sure this is what LJ would do if he were here. Um, I have found when you have a team – uh, w- when the uh, NFC South goes on the road to play, you take the other team. And Indianapolis right now is in a pick 'em with the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Colts with Gardner Minshew, I think, if they can score 38 on Cleveland, they can certainly outscore the New Orleans Saints defense. New Orleans Saints. So, 
I, the Colts minus a half for a pick would be a pretty good – I think that would be a pretty good game. Hey, just uh, since you said New Orleans, can I? did you see Kamara had 17 rushes and 12 receptions? He touched the ball 29 times in that yeah. game. Hey, he probably should, yeah. but, wow, I was impressed. For uh, – for a PPR league, it looks pretty nice, doesn't it, Pops? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, you yes, it 20. Does. So, okay, he has, t- what, 25 catches in two games? Something, yeah, 13, he had 13 a week. 13 he had 13 for, 30 for like 30 yards. Said, did, he, did he go over – he didn't go over 100 yards receiving in this game. The, no, like 12 91. for 91 okay. uh, receiving, 17 for 62 rushing. Okay, so I was going to say, he may have become the first player ever to have 25 receptions and under 100 yards receiving. Mm. But I, I guess he was just a little over. But, dude, yeah. that's crazy. They're just dumping it out to him that over and crazy. over and over and over again. That's crazy. And, you know, by the way, Foster Moreau dropped. If you watched, saw the end of that game, he dropped a sure – Touchdown! Yeah, and they were down I'm by not seven, sure. You know, I don't I'm know not sure about happened. Derek Carr, and I don't. I think probably I lean on he's not a great starter. But that was a catch. That that was he threw yeah, the right ball. That was a good, ball. good throw. Yeah, Should have caught it. And that Moreau, you could tell they they showed him at one point. He knew like I that that's just on me. That was that a was perfect ball. And I just I don't, I don't dislike the guy, but that was on him. Yeah. He had to catch that. Yep. Yeah, remind me of Jackie Smith and the oh, Cowboys way way back. You remember that? Um, oh, that hurt. Tony, there has been a little a little uh, trend in in football. It seems like where the team that we're all like real high on from the week before lays an egg. We saw it with the Cowboys when they laid the egg to the Cardinals. Um, we saw it with the Dolphins scored seventy, laid an egg against the Bills. I, we could go through the schedule, and every single week it seems like the team that we're real high on lays an egg the next week. The Ravens go to Arizona. And they're eight and a half point favorites. I'm just saying, Kyler Murray was also a full participant in practice. Yeah, I know. Today. So, um, which is why I got to just saying, got to get off this podcast so I can go put in a waiver claim. But uh, oh, um, the, uh, he's not available in the league that we're all in. I can league, just tell yeah. you that. Um, yeah, okay. I'm looking for a quarterback, Tony. You might be careful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not not that league. No, that not not that either. Um, uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, it'd be care. I'd be careful, right? I, I just would tread, tread lightly. lightly. If you're, if you're all on the Ravens, that, but boy, the Ravens look really good. They do, they do. I, I, I would just say, as someone who's done this and got bitten by it, if you're going to throw in a bunch of different little teasers and parlays, and don't let the Ravens money line be your anchor in every single one of them, because yeah, there's a that. chance. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There's a chance, there's a chance. that something happens. Are you telling me, there's a chance. Yeah. All right, that wraps up some NFL talk. I do want to touch on, because we're recording this on Wednesday, the World Series kicks off, or I guess not kicks off, but it'll go on Friday, I believe, is the first game. The Rangers, the Texas Rangers, are playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Probably not who you thought would be in the World Series six weeks ago, but here we are. Tony, I'm hearing some people are like, oh, this is boring. No one's going to watch these games. I... So, funny enough, I, I am a Ranger fan, but I don't really watch regular season baseball that much. But around All-Star break, the Rangers were looking great. I was like, you know what? I'm about to jump on the – like, I'm about to get up and start following the Rangers. And then they fell off a cliff and lost, like, 15 of 20 games. And I was like, so I just am the kiss yeah. of death. Like, the teams I root for just suck. It's just what my life is. 
But here we are. Now they've made the World Series. And I feel like they make it two different ways. I don't know. The Rangers pitching is kind of suspect, but they just – Adolis Garcia in that lineup, and they hit a bunch of home yeah. runs. And then the Diamondbacks, to me, are the opposite from what I've seen in the playoffs is yeah. they just play smart, smart baseball. Good base running, good pitching. Yeah. What, what do you think? What, what is your thoughts about the MLB playoffs? And then so I may be – this series. I really think, and I've been watching a little baseball more this year than I normally do, uh, the – this should be a really fun World Series to watch. If you're not a normal MLB fan, watch a couple of games and see if it pans out because you couldn't have more two different teams than you've got here. Um, and and they're both wildcard teams, which means that they've had to scrap and claw and to make their way here. Uh, the Diamondbacks have done it through their bullpen, and so they don't have a big pitcher or, or three big starters. They've got a fantastic bullpen. Very similar to the way the, the Rays did it a few years ago. And now – but and the Rangers are just bullies. I mean, they could score 10 runs without blinking an eye, and then again, they may score one. So I, it's going to be a really fun series. I encourage anyone to go out there and watch it if you've never watched baseball fast this year. The games are going two and a half to three hours. They're really fast. They're interesting. I love the pitch yeah, count, Yeah, it's great. It's I great. love it. And, and you couldn't have two – two more different styles of baseball coming at you. Um, uh, the, the Diamondbacks can score, but they don't score with the long ball. The Rangers are going to crush some baseballs. It'll be very interesting to see if the Diamondbacks, who have made their living with matchups out of their bullpen, if they can match up against some of these big Texas hitters. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's, it should be a fun series to watch. i tell you that um... – and it would have been better if I'd have been on the winning side of it. But that game five, Rangers Astros, where Adolis Garcia hits a big home run and then Altuve hits a huge one in the top of the ninth. As far as just enjoyable baseball games to watch, that might have been one of, if not the most, like it was just a, the pitch count makes it to where it never felt like it was slow. And both teams were, had clutch hits. I and mean, that was a really, really fun baseball game. And I'm all in for the World Series. I think it's going to be fun. And the Diamondbacks are fun to watch. Yeah. Obviously, the Rangers I'm fun to watch because I it root for them. It should be really fun. It's not like what everybody was expecting to have the Braves versus the Orioles or the Braves versus um, uh, the Astros in this, you know, these star-studded big pitcher uh, games. This should be fun baseball. And the last thing, Altuve may be the best playoff is he as good a playoff hitter as he there may is? Maybe the best ever. He's been in the. He's been in. He's close to having the most. I think it'd be interesting if to to look at his stats versus Derek Jeter to see who truly is the better playoff hitter. Jeter was a, a phenomenal playoff hitter, but Altuve just seems to, he's just great. I just great. He hit that home run and he just trot around the bases like it's just another home run, fellas. Let's go. And and the last shout out here. I know this, Dusty Baker announced his retirement uh, today. I like Dusty. And he is one of the class acts in baseball. And it's not because I've met him. Uh, he came to our <laughs> junior deputy ballpark one year, and, and um, I've, I've got a baseball sign by Dusty Baker, and, and he was a good friend. of. Uh, and if if you've ever heard of the guy, Dusty Hannes, who played for uh, the Razorbacks, he's named after Dusty Baker. Gerald Hannes and Dusty were uh, college roommates, and so he's named after him. So there's a little mm-hmm. connection there. But Dusty's a class act. Uh, and uh, uh, hanging him up, uh, and uh, uh, great, great baseball guy. So, uh, wish him the best. 
I do want to, Pops brought this up before we start recording, and I kind of want to get, if you can just explain it to me like I'm a fifth grader in like the <laughs> Cliff Notes Kevin, version. Yeah. So, one, it was just interesting. I don't know what the odds would have been. Both the Rangers and Diamondbacks went on the road down 3-2 and had to win two straight games on the road and were able to do it. The Diamondbacks had to do it in the in the bank in Philadelphia, which is seemed like all playoffs, uh, just a, a death sentence. You're not winning there. And like Pops was saying, a week ago, that Phillies lineup looked un – I mean, they just were hitting bombs left and right. I mean, it was everybody. And then you go in the games six and seven, Cassianos, Trey Turner, Bryce Har- Harper combined to go 0 for 23. Is that just – Going cold at the wrong time or Diamondbacks? I, I, you know, can you explain that at all? Or yeah, is it just I, kind of that's how baseball so goes? I don't know the direct statistics, but I think the Diamond Because those guys were yeah, hot, hot, yeah, the hot. I know they had – they threw six pitchers last night. I think it was six. And I think they – Ginkle or whoever, that dude seven, can yeah, deal. Seven or eight the, the night before. I think I think they pushed the whole bullpen out the last two games. Uh, and so they they took the matchups right, and so that's part of it. But zero for twenty three in baseball, baseball of all sports is truly statistic driven, and and to go zero for twenty three is just the wrong time to hit a cold streak. Because if you yeah. played another seven games, those three guys would probably be fifteen for twenty three. And so, uh, well, that's the yeah. series before. I think all three of them had separate games where they had. Uh, two home run games yep. like those guys were as good as they've played all year yeah. and then they just went cold at a very very bad yeah. time no, the Diamondbacks play a different kind of baseball and so what they do is it doesn't matter yeah this guy's only pitched two thirds of an inning but we're done because this guy matches up better against Trey Turner and they'll make that switch because they've got a deep enough bullpen they they manage to that they, they play that way and so that's where because you could have guys, if you're a lefty and a lefty submariner comes in and you're one for 30 against submariners because you just can't hit that, guess what you're going to see? Submarines. So, uh, you, you know, and they played it that way and, and did a good job of it. it. You can win by it. You can lose by it. Uh, just look at the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays tried to do that and lost. Uh, took their best starter out because of a matchup and uh, and ended up the guy scored two, three runs against them and they lost to the Twins. So um, it'll be, it'll bite you, but it worked well for the D-backs, and that's how they've won the last half of the season. There we go. I just know watching it, I thought – I was with Pops. I thought – because I have a friend at work who's a Diamondbacks fan, and even me and him were talking. It's like, yeah, I'm rooting for him, but this this te- this Phillies team looks unbeatable. I mean, they, they just – they were mashing. Yeah, balls. I mean, they came in hot. I thought it was going to be Houston and Philly. I thought that was what the World Series yeah, was Yeah, they were be, hot. And, and uh, But – you know, I I want to feel bad for Bryce Harper, but I don't. You know, I I, I he has said some <laughs> things, done some things, and at 15 years old, there's YouTube videos of him. I, you know, I'm not I'm not feeling bad for Bryce Harper. Um, He'll Trey be Turner, all right. I kind of feel He'll be okay. Tar- Trey Turner is a really good ball player and just but streaky. He's just a streaky hitter. So. All right, I think that uh, pops. I, we, I knew we weren't going to get too far into it, but I know you mentioned it before we started. Just ho hum, your boy uh, Nikola Jokic just dropped another triple thirty point triple double on. Started out with a triple double yeah. against the team they swept in the playoffs last yeah, year. That yeah. seemed to have extra motivation to beat them. They acted like that, you know. So here was the story I heard: is that so 
Denver probably was a little irritated because they sweep the Lakers, and then LeBron's talking about he's going to retire, which takes no one when he knew he wasn't retiring. When he knew he wasn't going to retire. And so then somebody kind of tells Malone's their daddy or whatever. And I can't remember. I saw that at one of the press conferences, maybe that they're at their parade, I, you know, whatever. But so they had extra motivation. I think AD said we have extra motivation. AD during their and, spring training said, yeah, we've heard what they said. We get a little extra motivation. It's like, okay. Well, I right. need to find some more motivation, <laughs> I guess, because uh, Joker is just the shit. I know it's stink up in Denver because he is the poo-poo. He's good. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, yeah, you ain't wrong. I just I knew we weren't gonna have a big NBA talk, but yeah, Jokic just did it again. Where it's just like he just wakes up and drops thirty, ten, and ten, and he just plays basketball the right way. I don't, we say it all the time. Hey, Jokic, but. in another five years, Jokic will he he will be the world's best pickleball player because the dude, even though he, he doesn't move within like a ten foot circle. Right, he just like, his game is not based on athleticism. No, he just sits there, he's got these big it's long arms, not. he just throws the ball. It's just awesome, it's just awesome. But dude, man, that, it, it's crazy. He's fun to watch, but it's just stupid. Fun to watch. I stupid. agree. All right, I think that wraps us up for this week, uh, JPP Pod. Tony, I see you. I think you might have uh, had a refill. I might have. At one point yeah. during the podcast. What what are what okay. are we drinking on? What's Uncle Tony drinking Uncle on? Tony is drinking. So so this week, we didn't get to pod last week because we were on – a lot of us were on the road or had issues. And so um, I was on the road, and I got to go to Springfield, Missouri. And I got, got to one of my favorite places ever, Springfield Brewing Company. And uh, over the years that I haven't been able to be there since I didn't have a prodigy playing baseball there, I they they started distilling and they bought they formed a distillery called Teyakida. It's Irish and Teyakida, and it's not spelled any the way it sounds. But they do bourbon, rye, and they do it in multiple different ways. Brewed in Springfield, Missouri. This is Teyakida's Wanderlust. Bourbon, uh, uh, finished in Olorosco sherry barrels. It is a really tasty bourbon. I think it's it it it's a testament to their everybody's. There, there's a lot of good bourbon whiskeys out there right now. This is a good one. Smooth, got a lot of flavor to it. You wouldn't think Springfield, Missouri, would produce a good bourbon, but this is one of them. And I and when I saw the label I, and the name of it, I thought of Lyft Wanderlust. You know, this is the, it says, and just, and just to give you the quote. So this is how I thought, why I thought of lift a wise storyteller once said, not all who wander are lost. And so I thought, I, I thought of lift on that. So wanderlust bourbon from, from Springfield, Missouri. It's a, it's a phenomenal like that, bourbon. Really yeah. like it. Hmm. Just uh, Tony, I think maybe the word you might have been looking for was progeny, not prodigy. Maybe right? Is it progeny, not prodigy. Progeny, progeny <laughs> is your is your prodigy. Progeny, prodigy is like a like a a, a, a savant, isn't it? A prodigy? Yeah, a prodigy is just like this kid. I can tell he's going to be the next like Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is a prodigy, but he's I mean, also Mister Mahomes' progeny. <laughs> so, both terms apply. <laughs> But <laughs> it could. They both could apply. Right. They're well, not all who wonder or lost. I think he was Tony, a prodigy, so, you know. but maybe he's my progeny. So maybe that's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. He, and he may be, yeah, he's a prodigy. <laughs> I would say. But my progeny. We're talking yeah. about prestige. Yes, right? I mean, that's he's correct. certainly a prodigy. Not to name names, prestige <laughs> worldwide. That's correct. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. 
the best. There All you right. go. That'll wrap us up before we start misusing any more words. That'll wrap us up for the this Ombudsman, week's JP. The Ombudsman has spoken. The prodigy Ombudsman We're dispersing. We're shutting this thing down. Uh, we will be back next week to talk some more NFL and who knows, maybe some World Series talk. We might sprinkle some more of that in. So, guys, I will catch y'all next week. Day is here already. I didn't get a chance. We didn't get a chance to talk about um, Kevin. I was in that press conference room. Have you ever been in the press conference room at Razorback Stadium? You saw that picture. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I have. You Did you, have you been in there? I've been in there okay, once, been yeah. In the press conference? That was mm-hmm. the most surreal thing I've ever been to. I mean, there's it's loud and stuff. And you walk into this press conference, and it was like we were in a viewing room for a funeral. I mean, everybody was just flying, walking around. Yep. And you're like, what's going on? Why is this? What? And, and Sam Pittman walks in, and the next thing you know, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well I don't know. And, and and it was just, it was surreal. It just, the guy was lost. It, you could tell. He, he, he was being, he was being true. He didn't know. He really didn't know. Yeah. And, and I, I was like, damn, that's crazy. So I, I just thought it was an interesting experience. And I'm glad you've been there because it was a first for me. And it was not nearly what I thought it was going to kind of be raucous and they were going to be talking to each other. And no, it's like just, it's real quiet. Everybody's just waiting for him to talk. As soon as he walked in, it was like a bunch of locusts just jumped on him and all these cell phones are dripping on the table and all stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, it was fun to watch, but surreal, very surreal. Do we think, do we think Sam loses his job? Uh, no, I think it's too early. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Since he made the move to, to can Dan Enos, he may keep his job. He has got to win at least two SEC football games. I don't know how. I think he needs to win out to save I don't job. know how he's going to do it. There is. I, I was talking to somebody, and this is the rumor. I don't know. But there's a there's a clause in the contract that if he is under 500 in the SEC, or excuse me, under 500 when he's fired, the, the buyout is $10 million less. And so... They may want to give him the chance to do that. <laughs> but the recruiting is good. The defensive recruiting, I've heard, is good. Um, and, no, that's why. That's the hesitation is because they really haven't lost a bunch of recruits yet. No one's I, flipping. Yeah. This may have been how he saved his job is to get rid of Danny. And I, I'm telling you. I think he should have done it. May four, the we may actually go five and seven. I don't think we can win the next four. I, I, I don't. Missouri's yeah. Hey, I'm going to say, you know, about him losing his job, potentially. I mean, just, I always think if you're going to fire somebody, have a plan. Have a plan in place. And who do we got that is better? I still like Sam Pittman. I think he is like at least another year. Um, I, there's no way I fire him, no matter what. I don't care if we lose every game. I don't, I don't think we fire him. I think probably what happens is, I think they, they let him hire Dan Enos. And I think now your check goes, we're going to hire the next offensive coordinator. You're a part of it, but we are going to hire the next one. And you got, but but you're on the line. Like next year, your ass is on, like you're on the hot seat. I think KJ's gone. KJ needs to transfer. He is not the quarterback for this. If they're going to run this kind of system, and if he has only a year with a new OC, he can't, I don't, he's just not, I don't know, I can't tell what it is. He just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And, and I, I know we want to 
an RPO quarterback. When I was watching it in person, and we got to go down on the field and watch, he's just, he, he's not even reading it. If he's got an RPO, he's in it at all. sound bad. KJ needs a simple game plan. He kind of needs a point and shoot. Kind of like what like Mike Daniel does. does. With Hardy, you know? yeah. yeah, like he, he's got the talent, but he doesn't need... I think Enos is trying to make him read too much and then he's overthinking shit yeah. and he wasn't good. I think you kind of need first, second, okay, you take off. Like you just... And, and I thought that's where Enos lost yeah. it, is they weren't... I, can't. I didn't like what Pittman in his press conference said a couple things where he's like, yeah, the Weavers...